Do people consider you a warm person? Or do you rely more on your competence than your likability? Which trait matters more? After searching our database, we wanted to know if leaders should aspire to develop warmth or competence. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm your host, Brianna Corrin, and with me is my friend and leadership guru, Jack Sanger. Is it cold where you are right now? Well, I guess everything is relative, right? Uh, compared to the minus 70 degrees Fahrenheit recorded in Rogers Pass, Montana, it's quite warm. But where I am right now, it's hovering around 40 degrees. Definitely coach weather. Yes, yes. Well, today, no matter what the temperature is where you live, we are discussing the value of being considered a warm person. Jack, can you share more about how you define a warm leader. Yes. Uh, over the years, a great deal of research has been done on two traits that people often use to evaluate other people. This goes back to the 1940s and has continued from then kind of to the present. One trait is labeled warmth. The extent to which people are friendly, exhibit positive intentions toward others, and they're trusted, they're kind, they're empathetic. The other trait is competence, uh, an individual's you know, overall intelligence, their ability to achieve their, their efficiency, their individual skills, and their overall effectiveness. Okay, something that's nice about having a gigantic database full of extraordinary leadership assessments is that you and Joe Folkman are able to go and look at specific competencies. Now, in this study, you looked at 360-degree assessments that, on average, included feedback from around 13 raters. These raters included um, the leader's manager, peers, direct reports, and others with whom the person has had extensive contact. Now, Joe performed a factor analysis that forced the data into two factors, and then you selected the top 20 items from each of these two factors and discovered that these items clustered nicely into the warmth and competence dimensions. Did I get it right? You did. <laughs> yes. First of all, I'll share a few of the items that make up warmth. And they are building positive relationships, collaboration and teamwork, helping other people develop, providing honest feedback, especially praise and commendation, and trust with other people, being open to feedback from others, the ability to inspire and motivate, encouraging input from others, and communicating effectively. I noticed a lot of those items are interpersonal skills. I mean, I, if I think about it, like all the people in my life that I would describe as warm had superior social skills. Yes, warmth is mostly about interpersonal skills. Now, here are some of the items that make up competence. Things like solving and anticipating problems, having a strategic perspective, driving for results, being technically and professionally expert, establishing stretch goals, an external perspective, taking initiative, 
Challenging standard approaches. Those seem to be more like hard skills. Yes, they are cerebral, technical. They're pushing other people. They are the hard skills. Okay. But I'm sure that everybody wants to know is where do most leaders fall? Which trait is more prevalent? Now, my gut says that the majority of people just from life experiences of my own are probably more competent than warm. So we created yardsticks on both traits and calculated the percentile scores based on our total norms. We then analyzed which trait was most dominant for each individual we were looking at. To be dominant, we required a difference score of at least five percentile points. We found that the two qualities were quite evenly split. Our data showed that 53.5% of leaders were dominant in competence and 46.5% were dominant in warmth. Well, I was wrong. Apparently, more people have interpersonal skills than I than I thought. <laughs> um, but it's still it's that's still pretty close. Okay, so it's kind of a fun to break down the data by different groups. So let's do men versus women. I obviously I'm going to assume that women would be considered more warm because that's kind of the stereotype that's out there. Women are nurturers. What did the numbers say? <laughs> well, we then examined the differences between men and women. Stereotypes of women characterize them as demonstrating more warmth. However, the data presents a different conclusion. Based on feedback from others, 47% of men were more dominant in warmth compared to about 40%, 40, 41% of women. It's so surprising to me. <laughs> I mean, I really, that, that, that surprised me. Okay, so um, what about when we break them down by position? I'm going to stop sharing my assumptions because I'm 0 for 2 right now and I'm probably going to get it wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we next wondered if leaders in top management would be perceived as more dominant in competence or would they be more dominant in warmth? And how would those in top management compare to supervisors? Based on casual conversations, we found that most people assume that top leaders would be more oriented toward competence than warmth. The data shows a different trend. Looking at leaders by position in their organization we found that 61% of top-level managers were dominant in warmth. We conclude that more top-level leaders have learned that you know, relationships are critical. You know, consider, for example, the, the example of Travis Kalanick, the, the former CEO of Uber. Mm. The, the, his downfall came because of his lack of good interpersonal skills. Very true. Note also that 67% of supervisors were more dominant in competence. Yeah. So, so what is all this data about warmth and, and competence? Like, what does it mean and why does it matter? You know, we conclude that to be selected and function well as a supervisor places greater emphasis on being perceived as competent than on being warm. And then as the individual moves upward, it becomes increasingly more important 
to be perceived as exhibiting warmth in addition to being competent. The implications of all this kind of bottom line, competence alone is career limiting. The combination of competence and warmth helps leaders to advance to higher levels and appears to lead to higher levels of employee engagement. You know, self-assessment data tracks very closely with the rating from other people in terms of leaders being more dominant in their ability to display competence than warmth. What has become really clear in our research is that both traits are very important for a leader to possess. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Jack Zanger with music by Pleasant Pictures and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership and coaching offerings, or would like to attend one of our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a review. That's how other people can find out about our podcast, too. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.